Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Smoking Boots Podcast. This is Devin just solo for the moment, actually. Um, we are having a little bit of a off week currently. Um, we had some technical difficulties with the last episode. Me and Jason recorded 10 minutes before our podcast with our buddy Max, and the volume seemed extremely loud. So this is Devin by myself recording uh, the little intro to this podcast. Tyler is going to magically crop me in and magically put Jason in the room, so you'll hear Jason's voice pop up in a minute. It'll be pretty cool. Uh, anyway, we are joined, just me and Jason. Uh, Tyler is doing some wedding stuff this week, um, you know, doing doing Tyler things, doing Katie Beth things, doing wedding planning. Can't imagine, you know, that's real hard. Uh, there's probably not that much to plan, do anything like that. So he's got some stuff going on, um, so he is here without us this week or we're without him rather um me and jason are very spur of the moment interviewing our buddy max um this is a very golf heavy episode forewarning for for those of you who are not uh super interested in golf maybe just bear with us this podcast maybe you'll learn a thing um we talk all kinds of cool stuff with max he um worked at a golf course here in concord with uh me for several years um for quite a while we worked at that course um and then he moved to New York, worked at a sweet course up there, became, I think, an assistant superintendent doing some things, and then now has relocated to Florida. Um, so anyway, cool interview with him. We talk catch-up, um, talk a lot of golf, um, controversies, things like that, um, dream courses, best rounds, hole-in-ones, all that cool stuff. So if you're not a golf fan, bear with us for one episode, get through this one. You know, I think it's a good one. It's a great interview um, or conversation with a friend. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. If you do love golf, then this is an episode for you. Uh, the boys will be back very soon, all together. Um, but yeah, we we just set up a Zoom call with Max, or not Zoom, um, but a video version. So there will be a cool video version of this podcast if you're interested in that. Um, tune into YouTube, the YouTube channel. Tyler will get that all posted for us. You can watch and see all of our three lovely faces having conversation. See Max get approached by a security guard mid-interview. You know, that stuff's fun. So, uh, yeah, anyway, that's our interview with Max. Like I said, we work together. Uh, that's about it. That he's kind of like the Dos Equis man. He's one of the most interesting people I think both of us know. He's got uh countless countless good stories and and things like that so um you will have that coming up here shortly me and jason are just kind of recording this after the fact um to do a little recap are my voice levels too high they were there they've settled down okay. sorry if, sorry if i was blowing your ears out there at the beginning um but yeah i i we i we went into that with no plan other than tyler's not here me and jason love golf max loves golf works in the golf industry we can just He's Talk. worked at a couple golf courses yeah. that he'll touch on. And... Um, yeah, I mean, we can just get on here, shoot the breeze, talk all things golf, grass, growing grass, PGA Tour. Not smoking grass. Not smoking grass, all kinds of all kinds of good things like that. So I think, I think the interview went really good. Our second ever guest, um, due to another one, my brother-in-law, who may have just dropped down to second favorite brother-in-law after pulling out on the podcast on us, but Jay Knight. Get on here soon, buddy. Well, uh, <laughs> we'd love to have, have you on as well. But uh, it's just interesting to hear his different takes as being in the industry, like he, like how he can't appreciate certain golf courses just because of <laughs> seeing its flaw. Where we're we're just mesmerized. Yeah, yeah. We talk about um, talk about Augusta, and me and Jason are fascinated. I mean, Max 
has been there, um, I think a couple times. Um, but me and Jason are dying to get there. We'll get there eventually um, for the Masters. But Devin's 30th birthday. Yeah, 30th birthday potentially going on. My, oh, no, it's not potentially. My, it's my 30th, your 29th, we're going to go down to the Masters. Um, man, that's a long way off. 30 is going to. Ooh, that's gonna be just a, do it early. Be a tough time. Oh, we could, we could. <laughs> Maybe if I get another bonus or a raise here this year, we'll go. Maybe. Not this year's bonus, but the next year's bonus will drop. Right, right, right. Yeah. So anyway, um, I think it went really well. I mean, we talked all kinds of stuff with Max. Um, appreciate him coming on, Max. If you want to follow our Instagram account, I know you don't follow many accounts, but if you want to follow the Smoking Boots Instagram, I think I think it'd be we would qualify since you were on the podcast. Yeah. I think. I think that that, that, that qualifies as a follow. Earns us a follow, you know, and maybe if that opens up opportunities for me and Jason to, you know, do things, play certain places we talked about, that'd be sick, you know, who knows. Um, yeah, just make sure you follow us, share us. Like and subscribe. And stuff. Um, we do appreciate you coming on. You know, like I said, we didn't really have a plan, but I think it went really yeah, well. So, it was, let um, us know what you think. Send good, us in the comments. Our good buddy Pierce knows knows him as well, so maybe we'll get Pierce on and we'll – shoot the breeze some more when maybe when tyler's on his honeymoon we'll all get together and talk golf <laughs> we get pierce and max yeah all together yeah we'll do that so um you got anything from this week i mean we i think we covered i mean i'm kind of still on an oppenheimer heim yeah Ooh. oppenheimer high a higher a higher -mer. i don't know that one that one doesn't work oppenheimer heimer high and -mer. i don't know that's rough um yeah, I, I I ordered the book American Prometheus the other day. I sent I sent the boys a video and seven hundred pages. It's it's the book that the movie kind of follows. It's a biography written by two other people. But I ordered it on Amazon. It came and I pulled it out of the package and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> things like seven hundred and fifty, seven hundred and eighty pages, something like that. I'm like. This is not what I was expecting. No. I was expecting to take it to the beach in two weeks and be an some, easy read, do some reading, but absolutely not. But but Jay Knight did did challenge you for in three months to read that entire book. Yeah, I think I can do it. I 100 percent think you could we'll take take that money all day. So. If I was interested enough in reading, I could 100 percent do it. Yeah, I, that's probably a book that you could maybe. I just struggle read with reading. Yeah, in general. The like, beach is really the place I read the most, and then I'll. I don't know. Dude. We'll Even see. on the beach. Yeah, so I'll start a challenge is 100 bucks if I can read that thing in three months, which I think I can absolutely do. So, Jay, I appreciate that money. You can go ahead and Venmo me now if you want. Um, Let me just say, right now is a great time for movies with all the... Yeah. We're gonna we're not going to count Barbie in this. Sorry to the female listeners. But you got Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible. I don't know. I think Indiana Jones was kind of a letdown after seeing all the other ones. You did see that one, right? Yeah, I did see it. it I mean... First train scene kind of kills me, but uh, other people thought it was great. I didn't really care for it. Yeah, I mean, it was. I'll have to see it a bit. I think the Crystal Skull is better. I mean, but I mean that's. Be, I mean, I thought it was just cooler yeah. stunts, and it was actually Henry Ford. He wasn't eighty-five years old, or whatever <laughs> old he is. Yeah. Um. Um. Mission Impossible's out. Meg Two's out. Coming tomorrow. out. Yeah, tomorrow I think. Tomorrow the, the next trench. Week. Yeah, we'll definitely go see that. We'll do a little Megenheimer recap on that as well. <laughs> Just makes you not one. Before we're, we're going to, I will be absent from the podcast next week Gosh, again, back to back. It. Um, it's gonna be like it's gonna be a month before we have all of us. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be the tenth episode too. Mm. Have a bonfire without you. 
We can just do another one after. We should have done a bonfire tonight. Cause tonight was, was beautiful. It was like my watch says seventy eight right now, but it, it didn't feel hot. No, it, there it, was no humidity in the yeah, other night. If we hopefully, hopefully we tried something we've never done before. We had Max on this uh, video call, and I think we've got it all recorded and saved. My only concern was that the audio coming through the computer was too loud on the microphone, and that's why I kept messing with it. So the Max interview prayerfully works, and we don't have any sound issues. Tyler, John Tyler's uh, got his work cut out. I'll be for praying him. for you when you try to edit this one. Um. That's really all I got. We just wanted to come on and jump do a yeah. short little recap. I don't think I had anything too crazy happen the past week. Um, I've cut down two trees. That's really about it. Yeah. Me and Jason are playing golf tomorrow after work on the way home. Did you make the tea time? No, but they're all still on there, so I'll call them in the morning. Yeah, we're going to play a little nine holes on the way home. Um, we'll update you on that. I'll let you know how much I beat Jason by. Hey, just let, him, just, just let the record show. It's happened before that when the lights come on. When the lights come on, shout out to our boy Jason Aldean with yeah, a new he, number one. <laughs> new number one. Try that on the on thing. the top one hundred. Yeah, was, top like, 100. it's not was, even country; it's the billboard. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Him, Morgan Wallen, and Luke Combs have the top three. And I saw this morning that's the first time that country has filled up the top three on the Billboard. Which, see let's go country. Let's go. Let's I'm go tired. country. Let's go golfing, DJ Khaled. Let's go country. You seen that DJ yeah. Khaled? I did see him. Let's he, go golfing. He said he could. Did you see where he thought he could uh, be on the get a <laughs> get a card? It. I was like, no <laughs> shot. I mean, shoot, if he does. Curry it, could. If he does it, I might fire up the <laughs> practicing again. I'll give it. Another, I'll give it a shot. Shoot. I think Curry could. Curry probably could. He could play. He could play corn fairy for sure. But we won't bore you guys with any more golf. Uh, this is a very, I will warn you, this was a very golf thick podcast. Golf we do talk centric. Some, we do talk some random other stuff too, but it's a um, highly sports related podcast. Yes, a lot of sports, but I mean, Hey, give it a listen. If you're maybe not the biggest sports fan, maybe you'll be tough through it. It's only an hour interview. It's not that long. Um, just listen, pop it in driving home, you know, instead of listening to the same old songs and music you listen to every day. Enjoy some nice conversation. You may want to, you may want you may hear the numbers thrown out and may wanna may, may wanna, wanna become a soccer player, baseball player, or if so, give us the shout outs that we inspired you to do it on based on yeah. our podcast. Anyway, um I guess that's all I got. That's all I got. Um that's pretty much it, I guess. Um All right. Well, hopefully this is working. Welcome back to the Smoking Boots Podcast. Me and Jason are joined here without Tyler this week. Um with a very special guest, Max Wimbro. Calling all the way in from Miami, right? Miami? Oh, Miami. Sick. Well, how's Miami treating you? I'll let you, I'll let you, I mean, some people watching this, our 50 viewers might know, <laughs> might know you or know of you, but you want to give us a little rundown on, on what you're doing, what you've been up to? Give me a second. I gotta, I gotta get all, I gotta go somewhere where I can get service. Give me, give me two seconds. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll fill, I'll fill people in on, uh, on art history. So we met. Yeah. No. Um, so we met through some mutual friends at church a long time ago. Um, we worked at a at Cabarrus country club here in the Concord area um, for a couple years before Max moved on to bigger and better things, <laughs> bigger and better golf courses, um, doing some grass growing, being a, I think assistant superintendent at one point. Right. Yep. 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 And basically, and, and currently, still, I, I still currently, pretty sweet career. Currently, so yeah, <laughs> me and no, me I and Jason, 
me and Jason are big on golf, and without Tyler this week, we're like, hey, this will be the episode for us to talk to Max. Max being one of the biggest golf people that I know, you and your brother. So I figure why not why not have you on? We'll talk all the golf we want. And dude, so you say, yeah, you say you say big golf person, dude. I have not played golf. I have not touched a golf club since October of last year. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. That's what that's, I was gonna ask you. It's bad. It's bad. I know when you were in New York, you were posting videos of playing and stuff every now and then. I was gonna ask how it's well, I guess you can't play at the course at right now yet, can you? No, no. So we open in October. Um October October second is the opening date. And uh I mean listen, I, I they're on half the golf course is completely finished. We're just the only thing we have left to do is is the, the small stuff, rake the bunkers, put the flags out, and cut some holes, and we're good to go. But yeah. the other side of the golf course, the first seven holes are still like growing in. So we need a good we need a good two months. We have actually exactly sixty days until oh, we wow. open. <laughs> so it's gonna it's gonna take a miracle, a prayer, and yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. This, it's a lot different. A lot different than where I came from. So. And it's is it a Greg Norman? Greg, uh, yeah, it's it's his idea. Okay. But the um, the architect is Chris Campbell. Okay. He's, he works he works for Norman, so he's been out a lot. Um, Norman's been here a couple times, two or three times since I've been here. Um. So yeah, no, he he's been out occasionally. He's he's listen, dude. You you work for one, you work for them all. They're all the same. Yeah. There's there's nothing difference, but there's no difference between Gil Hans, Tom Doig, Greg Norman. You know, I can't obviously I can't speak for Donald Ross and his old classics, but like they're all the same. Core Crenshaw. It, it's all tomato tomato. Yeah. You know, it can all taste different, look different, but at the same day, it's, I mean, there's 10,000 ways to cook chili. What are you cooking at the end of the day? Chili. You have a, you have a favorite designer? Favorite designer? Oof. Alistair McKenzie is, he was good. Yeah. He was good. He was good. He did Augusta, Pebble, A.W. Tillinghast with Wingfoot. Uh, fun fact, he actually died at Wingfoot. Did he really? Yeah, he drank. He drank himself to death under the 14th hole of the West Course at Wingfoot. Yeah, what a way to go! Yikes! What a way to go! Yeah, the course wasn't finished before he died. That's a, that's a little known fact. But I, I don't know, dude. There's there's so many. Like upkeep wise, dumb losses are easy. They're short. They're wide open. Yeah. I mean, unless you're unless you're Pinehurst number two, but then again, yeah. too, that was. Original Ross, new design, Court Crenshaw in like 2012, 2011-ish, somewhere around in that range. Yeah. But and I've always, uh, liked, I've always there's, liked there's, there's, so, there's so many different ones. There's so many different courses. And I don't have a favorite, but there are some def definite classics out there. It's hard. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I've always liked Ross just because his courses are – I mean, like you said, short. I think most of them are all really walkable. You know, you got tee boxes. Absolutely. You got tee boxes five feet from the previous green. You know, it's, it's no, absolutely, it's absolutely not, not a bad walk at all. At least any of the ones I've been to. But. So, 
so here's a fun fact on Donald Ross is he would only travel by train. Hmm. So if somebody says, oh, this golf course is Donald Ross course and it's in like middle of nowhere. So then you'd have and then yeah. like every, you know, there are copycats out there for sure of, of Ross's architecture, but you have to go back to the early 1900s to see if there was a train track with cutting through the property like Camden Country Club or Pinehurst. I mean, Pinehurst, the train runs right through the damn place. Every second one of them. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. it's right there alongside the road, right, right next to the cradle. Yeah. Um, but he would only travel by train and he would not walk more than five miles. So if it's out in the middle of nowhere and there hasn't been a train track out in, in the old arc, land archives and maps, then it's not a Donald Ross. That's interesting. Yeah. Have you played number two? I have, yes. How many times? Ten. <laughs> this is this is something that, that we can we can dive deeper into is you you and Sam both are you're I think of you both, especially you as kind of the Dosekis guy, like you know most, most interesting man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because you and Jay Jay is like this a little bit too, and like he'll I mean, you know somewhere just about everywhere you go. I mean, yeah. you've made more connections and more friends than I think I've ever made in my life. <laughs> yeah, and, and for my industry and in, in course maintenance, agronomy, agronomy as a whole, it, it's not so much about what you know. It's all about who you know. Good stepbrothers quote. What? That's in stepbrothers. He says it's all about who you know. It, it, and dude, like it's it, it's true. Like I, I've gone on job interviews where I would say that, you know, everybody pushes the whole, you need to go to college. Yeah. You obviously, you obviously need to finish high school for yourself. That's a given. That's a no questions asked, but I've gone on so many job interviews. Not one of them has ever asked me where, where I went to school. Nobody's ever asked me my GPA. Yeah. The only two things they care about is where you worked and who you work for, who you worked for. Yeah. That's it's just the name of the game, especially in my industry. Like I don't notice I don't that a little bit too. Like I mean, we're in different industries, but like I've noticed the same kind of thing. Like I mean, I'm in business and marketing, but it's like the most part is like, okay, is this guy relatable? Does he have good people skills? Can he sell things? It's not like I don't care when and where you went to school as much. Right. You know, I think that's where a lot of places are going. Absolutely, and you know, I'm in a, I'm in a dying industry. Like we got. We have colleges that are closing, closing schools programs down because there's just not enough interest. Yeah. So like you have say like a business, you know they're gonna have recruits going to the school, recruiters going to schools and high schools and colleges to like, hey, look, come, you know, we want your business, we want you to come work for us if you're interested in this program. Not many people in high school, much less outside of college, know that there's a turf grass industry. Right. People think that, oh, grass just grows and you cut it. Yeah. But no, there's, there's a science to it. There's, I mean, dude, I could go on for hours on this. Like, it's not just you lay the grass down or the grass naturally grows and you cut it and it's good. No, maybe for your dad's lawn. Sure. <laughs> you know, where your budget, your, where your budget of the year is the $35 you're going to spend on gas for your little push mower. Yeah, maybe a bag of pre-emergent 
in the spring. Maybe, maybe a bag of pre-immersion if he's feeling frisky. Like my budget here is five million dollars. Jeez. I mean, think about the stuff that I could do with five million dollars. Yeah. I can do a lot of damage, and I do a lot of damage. <laughs> you got you a company card? What? You got you a company card? Uh yeah. Yeah, of course. You get to go pull the trigger on yeah. that. That's exciting. Yeah, that's my golf course in New York, um, I hold the highest Home Depot spending bill. You really? Out of anybody that's ever worked there. Are you allowed to share that information? Of what that I'm not bill gonna, I, can't, I can't say where I work just, <laughs> just because it's social media, but yeah. I, have, I yeah. spent $8,000 at Home Depot one day. <laughs> just, I, I had a I just went there. It was a rainy, snowy day in December of not this past year, the year before. And I went a little, I went a little crazy. I bought chainsaws. I bought, I bought, <laughs> I bought everything from chainsaws to like plumbing caulk. Great. <laughs> Dude, I, I filled an entire dump truck full of crap. Like it was just great. <laughs> and I, and I, and I get back and my boss is like, what'd you get? And I was like, what do you want? <laughs> What didn't I get? <laughs> what didn't I get, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. So Miami, New York, I kind of talked to you about this before, but sounds like you're leaning more Miami. Ah, dude, Miami's fake. Miami's all fake. <laughs> dude, it, it's like... Because you're a Southern boy. You're from here. You're from where we are. You know? Yeah. You're a Southern North, boy. North, North, North Carolina, Cabarrus County, born and raised. And... No Took off and went up north on us without Bojangles and Krispy Kreme. He's a big city hunter. Nah, I'm not a big city hunter. I just, I still drive my truck. Not hey. just, just a newer, better one. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's, um, they're two drastically different places, but at the same time, yeah. they're, so, they're so similar. Yeah. Like here, obviously it's warm all year long and tour, the touristy numbers go through the roof all year long. So it's like, it's hard to exactly say how many people are here at one time. And obviously in New York, you had the same issue, but New York, you had a, a guesstimate that there was 20 million people within 25 square miles of New York city. Yeah. You know, but I mean, golf course wise, the North, the Northeast, is superior above all else. I don't care what anybody says. There's a there's a specific reason that that rate that region has hosted more majors, more Ryder Cups than any other region. Yeah. Um. It's it's season shorter, obviously. Yeah. But it's it's just superior in so many levels. Yeah. And and I'm not I'm not here sitting here you know taking a dump on Miami like Miami's great but Miami's just fake like the people here are fake it's it's a it's a false reality yeah which but, I'm kind of surprised because I would have thought like when I think golf I think warm weather not when I think New York I think snow and cold and I just wouldn't think the golf product would be there up north at that's all fa that's fair but it is Long, I Long Island especially Long Island Connecticut North Jersey it's called it's called the tri-state area. So, in the tri-state area, you have the Met Metropolitan Golf Association, the MGA, and the amount of clubs that are in this this circle is just mind blowing. I mean, it's not just 
the the sheer number it's the caliber it's the, it's the friars heads it's the sabonics the nationals shinnecock you know beth page black yeah what yeah it's a public golf course but it's the hardest 7700 yards you'll ever play <laughs> yeah walking only it feels like you got out of a car accident when you put out <laughs> on what's your what's your best round there i've actually never played the black you haven't played the black have you played any other ones i've played shinnecock um maidstone wingfoot sands point deepdale garden city men's garden city country club the creek club um a lot of good stuff up there there's so many i mean there's I've just heard, i've heard that about the northeast and like on up into like michigan and stuff too you know i mean i've heard yeah. michigan minnesota like i've heard the northeast is just i mean i guess they're kind of yeah no absolutely like there's a bunch of courses that are popping up minnesota wisconsin michigan Mich michigan's number one i think i'm not exactly sure it's either going to be detroit golf club or Oakland Hills, which their clubhouse yeah. just burned down last year, two years ago. I don't know if you guys saw the videos of that. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, we're talking priceless. There, there, there's not a number of money in this world to equivalent yeah. how much they lost in like golf history and yeah. pro shop, golf, I mean, everything. Whole clubhouse. I mean, was it was a hundred plus years old, I think, right? I don't know when they opened. Yeah, it was well, well over 75 for sure. But yeah. It's just, it's just, it was just sad to see all that go. But no, the North is, I mean, you got Chicago, Chicago Golf Club. There's, there's so many, dude. Yeah. Now, with so, the season being shorter due to the weather, like, how, how, like, is it when the summer, is it just packed every day? Or, depends on, it depends on where you are. It depends on the clientele you have of membership. Um, I would say the richer of the club you go to, the less people. Because these people have options. Plain and simple. Say, all right, so say, say you're a member at Wingfoot, right? The odds that you're a member at four other golf courses within 50 miles is very high. That's um, I mean, you're that rich. You have, you're that rich. You have that yeah. much money. You have options. Like you're, you're paying for your accessibility to places. Yeah. So I, I knew, I knew there were, there were guys a couple years ago. They were members of my club up there. Are they members of my club? Maybe they maybe at the club behind us. And they took a private jet to play Augusta in the morning. And then they took a jet over to D.C. to play at Burning Tree. And then they flew back to Long Island and were at that club for dinner. They played 36 holes at two of the most exclusive golf courses in the country. And were back at their club for dinner that night. <laughs> Incredible! Yeah. yeah, it's a different life. It's, it's a different life. <laughs> it's it's disgusting, really. But it's like <laughs> you, you you sit there and you can't help just but just be like, "What's it like one one yeah. day? Like what what is it actually like?" Yeah, and my my dad sees that a little bit. Like he flies he flies private jets, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I pick people up like just for for I mean bachelor trips all the time, like run across the country to go play golf and come back, or like." People yeah. send their dogs, like literally just the dog on a flight to go send to their friend at college or whatever, like all kinds of nonsense. And I'm like, this is just, that's a different yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you hear, you hear somebody's net worth and like, listen, I've got like 
don't know, five five grand right now in my bank account. <laughs> throwing a, just throwing a number out, right? You see, you see two guys playing golf, and then you know one of them is worth eight hundred million. Yeah, worth. Yeah, you know, you could have millions in his bank account. Yeah, and the guy he's playing with is worth three point five billion. <laughs> And at the same time, you're like, wow, that's obviously way more money than 99.9% of us will ever see in this world. But at the same time, too, you're like, wow, that guy's yeah. kind of poor. Yeah. He's like me. But he's not, obviously. Yeah. It's like, I've always heard, like, it's way easier to make a million dollars than it is to make a billion dollars. You know, you think of, I mean, that, like you said, $5 million and then the difference to get from that to even $100 million Yeah. Or $200 absolutely. million. It's crazy. For some, for some people, it's a lot of hard work, and for other people, it's just luck. Yeah. That's the crazy yeah. part about it. Could be me or you. Yeah. Hey, maybe. This podcast will blow up this, all three this, of us, you know? This this, this, this could be the uh, the next four-play pod. Right. This could. Yeah. And, it, and this is all we needed. Max was the spark. Yeah, <laughs> he's the one with the connection. <laughs> I, I might have told Jason or Pierce maybe a long time ago. I was like, I was like what are the odds? Because we were talking about how – you know, me and Jason are jealous. You, you and Sam played Quail Hollow and all this stuff. You know, that's that's our dream, our realistic dream course. But I was like, I was like, Pierce, what? I guarantee either Max or Sam will find themselves at Augusta before it's over. I think, like, I really think one of y'all will play there. If you haven't, so he, he maybe you haven't. I don't know. But <laughs> he's just thinking like, I'm just gonna go play there. Nah, he's like, I'm gonna call somebody tomorrow. I'm good. Dude, it's. So somebody asked me a couple days ago, they said, what's the nicest golf course you've ever played? And I was like, well, what is the nicest? They're like, what's the most famous? It's got to be either Wingfoot or Pebble. But in, ter- in terms of, like, most popularity. But the nicest golf course I've ever played, dude, was this place on the north shore of Long Island. It's called Sands Point. It's old. It's just greens that are lightning fast it's it's not long it's probably 6800 yards at most yeah i mean you can hit a driver every hole you could hit a three wood five iron whatever you want doesn't matter yeah tita green it's one of the best places you'll ever play and it's i don't know it's just when it's all around good quality I mean, and we're talking people that work there. We're talking, you know, the members that you come into contact with, course conditions. Obviously, weather plays a big, big part of it. Like, yeah, I would say the nicest course is probably Sands Point. But, like, obviously, Augusta's Augusta. People are looking for that answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, are, people are always going to be looking for that answer. But the problem is with Augusta, not to, again, not to, you know, talk down about it. But the place is only nice for five months a year. Yeah, you know, as soon as as soon as May hits, they're spraying all of that green grass out, and they're letting the Bermuda grow up. They're spraying right. out all of the rye. The place is dead for six months. The pictures are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> no. bunkers. I mean, it looks like a desert. Dude, <laughs> I've, I've seen I've seen a picture of Ray's Creek that is, I kid you not, four feet tall, just weeds growing out of the water. Things, th- things that you wouldn't see. And that's just because one of my friends worked there and he snuck his phone out and took a picture. Yeah, and you know they would hate that. <laughs> oh, dude, they're, they're anti, anti-phone. Anti-phone. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. he, he, he carved out 
a hole in the steering wheel of his cart. So he could hi- put the little plastic cover back on top so he could take his phone out there. Uh, <laughs> like the stories of underground tunnels at Augusta, they're true. Yeah. They're true. Yeah. yeah. I bet snipers in the trees, all, <laughs> all kinds of crazy stuff, I bet. So have you, guys, have you guys ever heard the story of Ronald Reagan at Augusta? Um, I've heard of like the hostage situation. The, okay, you've heard the hostage yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Jason. No, I haven't. You can you can enlighten. So there me. is a there, wait. When was Reagan president? Seventies, I guess. Uh, it was like 80, 84, 86. Okay, it was the 70s or eighties. I, I think you're right about the eighties. So there was a guy that marched down Magnolia Lane and took hostages in the pro shop while Reagan was out playing golf. And apparently, it wasn't like a. It was like I'm I'm trying to kill the president. It was a, I want his attention moment. Yeah. And he held them for, I, I think it was like eight, 10, 12 hours that he mm-hmm. held the hostages there before he finally either surrendered or they went in and got him or something. I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure he ended up doing some jail time, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a story that's like kind of like on the, I wouldn't say hush hush, but like not too many people are like aware that it actually happened at Augusta. Yeah. They suppress that kind of stuff real well. So I don't know if I'd want to be a member at Augusta just because it's only open five months a year to play. Like, I think the ability to play it whenever I want to is a big thing. And it, I guess, I mean, with even, the even, North, as, even as a member, you can't do that. But with, I mean, those couple months that it's open, though, think about how magical that is. And then the rest of the year, you're flying all over creation. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, that's true. Like, think about it this way. October, you oversee because ryegrass is a cool season grass, so it needs cooler weather to germinate and grow, right? So all of October, all of these patches are growing in. Grass is this long, okay? And then you go into November, and then they start cutting more frequently. Everything becomes more dense. So you get December, January, February. Course closes. March. All of March, it's closed. April, obviously, is Augusta, the tournament, in Masters. Whoop-de-doo. And then they open it back up like a week or two after. And then they play until May. And then it closes again. And they redo greens every single year. They, they don't tell how many greens they redo. They don't tell you which ones they redo. But they tweak them within... Say say your putt broke on 18. We all know, we all know the, the middle left hole location right below the ridge. Yeah. Say your putt from 10 feet right of the hole broke five inches, right? And you've hit that putt a million times as a kid at the putting green at Rocky River Golf Club saying, I'm going to just putt to win the Masters. That putt the next year could break eight inches instead of five. They do it so small that they just throw they throw that tiny little wrench in there just to mess with your head. Yeah. Why do you think there's no back to back winners? Yeah. That could that could be a reason. I don't know. It could be could be a reason. Yeah. Could be, I don't know. Yeah. Or moving a tree a couple feet, like I mean little or, or have them fall right on people in the right. Right. Yeah. And that that was that was crazy. Like I thought for sure they would have that scrubbed from TVs and the internet. Like Dude, <laughs> no I one would gar- ever. Know I that. guarantee you. I saw some video. 
I guarantee you those trees are up within 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. You would be like, this never happened. Yeah, because I remember, like, they pull everybody off the golf course, like, you know, lightning stuff. They pull everybody off, and they're doing that, like, generic camera just showing. Yes. I was like, oh, they're going to be so pissed about this. But then I guarantee tomorrow, looked like there was no tree there. Oh, when they went right back to it. Yeah, Yeah, I guarantee you they had that stump ground up. They had the whole tree cut up, picked up, raked up, blown off. The normal things. But they're not going to leave that stump there. I guarantee you they ground the stump, probably put dirt or sand over top of it, either covered it with pine needles or put grass there from a nursery. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they had extra trees on standby and bring all them in there. (laughs) Dude, I wouldn't be surprised either, but that's, I mean, listen, it's Augusta. They can do whatever the heck they want to, but that's not a cheap process of moving the tree. That ain't cheap at all. (laughs) But, I don't know. Maybe one day if I get there, I'll ask. So, I'll uh, I'll just go ahead and congratulate you in advance for the day you get to play there, because I'm sure your your chances are much higher than mine based on on your connections. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) You never know. You never know. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. Listen, I've been, I've been there to watch the Masters once or twice. I don't, I have no desire to go back. How, really? how do you how do you think the like what do you think how do you think you would play there? Probably shoot eighty. Maybe. Are we talking Masters conditions or the middle of November? Uh, we'll say we'll say same. Middle of November, when most normal people would play. Middle middle of November with a week of practice, I could probably I could probably break eighty, maybe. Hope I would love to think I could break eighty, but now, dude, my handicaps skyrocketed. I think I'm up to like a five. Like I, I have no clue. I have no clue. I do. Like I, I, mean, I haven't touched the golf club since October of last year. Like, I have <laughs> no clue. <laughs> I don't mean to brag here, but I know it's been a long time since you and I have played. But your boy here is down to a nine point two. There you so go. We're, we're getting there. Pierce, I've been telling Pierce all summer. I haven't got to play with him since like March, but I'm like, Pierce, your days are numbered. Like, I'm coming for you. I'm real close to beating Pierce. Coming. And then, coming. And then he, he falls apart on the back nine. <laughs> and then you and Sam are the next targets once we once we check Pierce. <laughs> Dude, Sam, Sam was always way better than I was because here, here's here's the difference between me and Sam. Sam could go 17 holes, 17 bars. And he could either birdie or bogey the last hole and shoot even one over, one under. Me, on the other hand, dude, I would have eight birdies, four doubles, one triple, <laughs> and like six pars the entire round. And I would come in with a 74, 75, sometimes a 72. And people would look at my scorecard and be like, what happened? And I was like, I hit a couple good ones there, shanked one there. Meanwhile, Sam is just down there, just fairway green, two putts, fairway green, two putts, yeah. every hole. It drove me nuts. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm over here clanking it off the trees, just trying trying to hole a 30 yard bunker shot on the last hole to break 75. <laughs> Didn't happen. Crazy, and and like Sam, I mean, he told me back when he was playing like G Pro Tour and stuff. He's like, hey, I just I know he just hates to practice. You know, he would always rather just be out on the course playing. I mean, he. He was never one to sit there and, like, beat balls forever, you know? Growing up, he was actually the opposite. Really? He was the one that was always on the range, 
I, I listen, I like it's when I started working and like becoming busy in like my life and I was like 18, 19, 20, you know, going to school and he was like starting to play a little pro golf here and there and then got more into it. I, I really didn't know what he was doing. And I don't know how much his practice regimen chain changed between the time that we were playing golf together every day and then when he started playing more alone. Yeah. But I, I was the one that was always in the putting green short game or at the bar talking to the bartenders. <laughs> With that. I, I hate hitting range balls. I think it's the most time consuming. It's probably why I never did anything in golf. <laughs> that's what's so your what's your what's your best round? Sixty-four. Was that here? That was at where was that place at? It's up in Raleigh, Treyburn. It was up. At, it was up at Treyburn. I played a casual round out there. Shot 63, 64 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. You and Jason both done that. On the front end. Yes, sir. Yeah. So here, here we go. 2000, 2019, 2018, NCM at River Run. Was it NCM or Carolina's Am? I forget what it was. Shot 83 the first round. Okay. Shot. And I went out on, I, I was, gosh, 10 shots out of the cut line on the first day. And I go out and shoot 68 the second round. So <laughs> shot 80, 81 or 83. No, I shot 81, 68, the first two rounds. Make the cut by four. Did you play with the same guys both days? Yeah, I played with Patrick Stevenson. He played at ECU. And then I played with Hardin Council, who played at, I think, George Washington up in D.C. And the next day, they're like, made for George Washington. what just happened? Patrick couldn't believe it. He was like, me and Patrick, are, we've always been, like, good friends. Yeah. And, you know, we're, he shot 68, too, that same day. Yeah. And so everybody was like, there's no way that two guys in the same group shot 68. And I was like, I had four birdies, and Patrick also had four birdies. And, yeah, in the next two days, I shot 83-81. <laughs> so I was combined. Like, I'm pretty sure I was, like, DFL, but I was the only one in the last 30 on the leaderboard that has 60s in their, in their scorecard. <laughs> Crazy. That's, not, that's about how it goes, though. Yeah, I mean. It's it's a game it's a game of inches and I could just never claim you know, I could never tame the five in between my ears so you know yeah what uh how many hole in ones do you have I asked Sam I think he's got like six maybe I think I have six six or seven something like that, that must be nice what a guy I got one which, I mean I did my part I did more than ninety percent of people they, yeah no you, no you do I mean listen this, I think the statistics are one in they're still one in twelve thousand five hundred. Yeah. So I've I have I don't know, six or seven, and then I have actually never in my life hold out for eagle from the fairway. Really? Hmm. Never. I have slam dunked it and bounced into the water. I have lipped out hundred and yeah. hundred times. I have never hold out for eagle off the green. Yeah. I mean, I've only got a handful of eagles. I've like, I've chipped in greenside. You know, I've hold bunker shots. I've like, I've had a couple like fifty yard. Jason saw one a couple months ago, like a 50, 60 yard pitch, kind of hold it, hold out. But I've never had like a, 
I've never had a second shot 150 hold out. I, I haven't. I haven't either. I, I'm pretty sure I will never know that feeling unless I'm either stone cold drunk or extremely lucky. Me and Sam. Me and Sam watched um, Rod Teat do it at Cabarrus on the eighth hole, <laughs> and Jason knows Rod really well, but. Me and Sam had hit our balls and we're up on the green. And I'm pretty sure it was Rod's third shot. He he laid up to like 100 yards. Me and Sam were standing up by those two bunkers on the right. And he, he one hops the front of the green and it just dunks right in. And we looked at each other like, what? Yeah, so I played a, I played a G-Pro event as an amateur at Cabarrus. And I forget this guy's name. I don't know. He shot 30 on the front nine. And I'm like, holy fuck. Eagle eagled one, birdied two, birdied three, four. So now he's five under. He bogeys number five, the par three. Birdie six, bogey seven, eagles eight, and I think he parred nine. Eagle both the par fives. <laughs> he eagled both the par fives, bogeyed both of the par threes, birdied a couple other holes and made one par. Shot thirty, damn. <laughs> yeah, at that, and I was cruising, cruising at even par, and I realized that I am not playing pro golf ever. <laughs> it, and it's ever. crazy too. It's like, crazy because, like, I would say, I mean, I'm getting to where, I mean, I'm shooting my best is seventy nine, and uh-huh. that's better. That's better than, I mean, a great chunk of golfers. But then the jump from me to you and Sam, who are capable of sixty fives is a huge jump. But then there's another huge jump from you guys to a tour level who can shoot 65, four days straight, <laughs> you know? No, and it's, 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 it's not the fact that you can do it. It's consistently. Yeah. Like, think about it. If these guys aren't shooting, if they go out and have a bad day of golf to a, a tour pro, bad day is one over bar. Bad day. Yeah. Look at, look at JT. JT. Yeah. Dude, dude, from from our mind, it's like this guy can't miss. But in his mind, he is so far off, and he's trying to find it. And he's still shooting 70, 71, 72. Yeah. Mine is the first round of the open. He shoots 11 over. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. It's like this guy hit it all over God's green earth. <laughs> but then tomorrow goes out there and, you know, shoots something crazy. And it's like, yeah. No, it's wild. It's it's unbelievable. It's like what? Because like I mean, I'm in a I'm in a marketing office job, and like I mean, of course, everybody likes to go to these golf outings with you know other partners and things like that, and they think I'm one of the best golfers in the building, and I'm like I'm like, look, you know, we we had a we had a company golf tournament in October, and they're all like, I want Devin, and I'm like, guys, like my best is an eighty, but that's like. Every four months that happens, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, it's a it's a good it's a good feeling, ain't it? When you when people like, think you're the best. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy it, but I'm like, look, I'm not out here hitting five birdies around. <laughs> it's not it's not right. like our good golf is not really good golf at all. You know, you know, you know the crazy. This is this is the craziest stat that people people don't look at. So obviously, Tiger. Is Tiger. There will never be another one. There's Phil, who would hands down be the greatest golfer of all time if he wasn't in Tiger's shadow. Yeah. If, if, if Phil was between Nicholas and Tiger, there's not a question in my mind, Phil would have 10, 12, 
13 majors. He would, oh my God, the guy's finished second at the U.S. Open six times. Yeah. Like, and he, I think he's got, what, three or four Masters, yeah. a couple PGAs, an Open, so he's got like seven or eight majors or whatever. Yeah. Which is an incredibly impressive fact. But Pat Perez is the most astounding number in sports. <laughs> Pat Perez qualified in the tour in the 90s, maybe early 2000s, and then went 20, 25 years of never having to requalify for his card. That's amazing. That is amazing. And then, and then too, you also got Mickelson, who spent 25 years inside the top 50 in the world. Yeah. Like, t- listen, Tiger's Tiger. Okay, great. That's awesome. He was number one for 12 years. If Scotty yeah. Scheffler stays number one for 1,300 more weeks, yeah, he'll be he'll tie Tiger's record. But he never dropped out of the top 50 in the world, and Pat Perez never had to requalify for his card in 20-something years. And that's incredibly impressive for a guy who, I mean, has a handful of wins, no majors. Like, yeah. You're, yeah. Playing, you're playing well enough for long enough to do that. I mean, it sounds like a... Yeah. The, the original Joel Damon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joel, <laughs> the original Joel, Joel Damon. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And listen, Pat made, Pat made his, you know, eight-digit millions or whatever. He's living yeah. perfect. He's on live. He's winning with live, even though he's finishing last. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares, dude? Like, check. I'll be on a plane tomorrow. The, the check <laughs> is still in the bank account. Dude, the guy is still sponsored by Jordan. He's got like a whole... He has like a whole closet, like it's as big as my garage, full of just Jordans. Like, what more, what more could you want, guys? Yeah, my collection I, I built up is impressive, but his, I mean, is like he needs a whole room. He needs, like yeah, you said, a garage. Dev, Dev I, I've always remembered you to be like a sneaker nut. Like, I could never just, I could, I could never just get into sneakers. I'm wearing Hey Dudes right now. Like that, these are sneakers for me. I'll give it to you. Jason's a big Hey Dude guy. I need to join the Hey Dude gang. Hey I'm, Dude. My, since since I don't work with Nike anymore, but I mean the the sneaker buying has gone down significantly. I mean I still buy. Them, but, and the fact and the fact that in the fact that you're married and your wife spends all your money at Target. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, but the hey dudes, the hey dudes are on the list. That's that's something I need. It I'm like, life. I need these just to kick on, run outside with the dog, run to the grocery store. Go to a party Dude. and I'm, who cares? <laughs> these, things, these things are great. You know, they could be boat shoes in the morning. You could be watering grass in them in the afternoon. They're lightweight. Okay. They dry quick. Oh, it's like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and then you could wear them out to, on a date that night. Never change your shoes. Yeah. Abs- Dude, so I went out with this girl down here in Miami, like two or three weeks after I moved here. And listen, to, let me tell you, she was a smoke show. And I, I she goes, she goes, you know, what are you wearing? And I'm like, casual, like, like I'm going in like jeans and a polo or whatever. And when I got out of the car, like she looked me up and down. She goes, you are so underdressed. I'm like, I'm wearing, hey dudes, nice jeans and a polo. What do you expect? She goes, oh, I thought you were going to be wearing like, like, like a, like a suit and coat and tie or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, it's the middle of, Freaking May! It's ninety-two degrees out here. Are you <laughs> stupid? City is one hundred and five percent. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like I, I didn't understand it. That's why I say Miami's a fake reality. 
<laughs> so, so I got a, I got a question for you boys. Live, live tour. What do we? Well, live tour. What do we think? I'm, I, me and Jason kind of go back and forth on this all the time. It's like my biggest problem with the whole situation was just the way the PGA Tour was being so petty about it the whole time. You know, because it's like me personally is where the money's coming from. Great. Probably not, but like, are we all going to act like if they wrote us enough of a check, we're not going to go ahead and do that? Absolutely. Think you about know? where your tax. Do you think about where your tax dollars go? Do you know where they? Do you know where that money goes? Do you know where it comes nope. from? Nope. You know where Biden's sending my money off to all the time? Ukraine. Probably the same places. <laughs> Probably the same places. <laughs> it all Exactly. But, yeah. So I was like, because I mean, I I just thought it was annoying. I, I mean, I still love the PGA Tour, but it's like they were kind of just being crybabies about it. And it was like, Hey, this new league has come up. That's a threat. And it's like, we'll let people go play the DP tour or the tour or the Euro tour, the Euro tour or whatever. But it's like, as soon as this one come up, that might be a real threat. Nah, 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 you're not allowed to do that. It's like, okay. The reason why I love the live tour is because it golf has not had a needle moved since tiger. And before Tiger, it was Nicholas. And before Nicholas, it was Palmer. I guess you could kind of twine the two in between. But there hasn't been a conversation in, in the game of golf since Tiger kind of like, since like 2010. Since Tiger went through his whole thing. Yeah, you've had McElroy, you've had Ricky Fowler, JT, Jordan Spieth, which is great. These guys can't match and move the sport like Tiger could. So that's why I think Liv was great because every single thing that Mickelson came out and said in February of last year about Liv is true. Every single thing he said about the PGA Tour is true. They're money hungry. They're greedy. They don't give. So what's... so? And as, as these stories are coming out and as they're just writing checks, and dude, they're buying soccer teams in Premier League. They're buying soccer teams in Saudi Arabia. There, there's talks of them buying a team in the NBA. Yeah. Are they sports washing? Probably so. <laughs> Probably. Probably so. I think it's pretty evident that they want a piece in every single pie. But, dude, when your public investment fund is $720 billion known dollars, which is <laughs> honestly, in the grand scheme of things, in 10 years could be worth quadruple that, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? It does. It's like I. I don't know. I, I don't know, dude. It's just. I think Liv is great. I think that they're doing the right thing by challenging. You know, you don't have competition if nobody's there to, you know, stand up to the top dog, and they did. Right. And they and they, you know, could have gone about it a different way. I'm sure, but at the same time, too, if you didn't, if you we're all talking, no bite. You know, nothing's going to get done. There's going to be no no fear. But the PGA Tour folded. Absolutely, they fold. They 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 folded like a cheap suit. And listen, like I found out the same way you guys did. Like you hear you hear rumors, like oh, you know, Liv's merging, PGA Tour is merging. Well, but to have them sell out like that, and on CNBC. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't even go to ESPN about this. You wouldn't go to NBC. You went to CNBC, which is, like, stocks, day trading. Like, 
non-national news other than like Wall Street. Yeah. That that whole thing was a little bit fishy. Yeah. And the way that news broke, I was like, I was talking to like Jason and Pierce and Cameron and one of our group chats. I'm like, this might be the biggest sports news other than like Kobe dying. This might be the biggest sports news of the past like 10 years. Absolutely. This suddenly happened. And Jason gives me crap all the time because I'm the world's biggest glory guy. You know, we're team Nike together. And the way he got the rug pulled out from under him, stabbed in the back, cut to pieces. I'm like, he he says he doesn't hate Jay Monahan. There's no way he doesn't want Jay Monahan to drive off a bridge. Think think about think about this. Think about three guys. You got Rory, you got Justin, Uh oh. No, you went black. Uh oh. Lost a collective two billion dollars. Go back, go back, go back. You you we cut out you. there. We lost it for a second. Oh, yes. Somebody was trying to call me. Where did I leave off? Uh right when you named the three. Sorry, we saw Rory and that was it. Okay, so you think about guys like Rory, JT, and Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah. They all collectively lost about $2 billion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, listen, I love money just as much as the next person. Money doesn't buy happiness, but it buys you things that make you happy. I would right. be pissed. Yeah. Rightfully, rightfully so. I would be livid. And, and then Jay Monahan takes a month-long absence. For health issues, dude. Have you heard about that? Dude? I would be le- I would be less surprised if somebody said they took a seven iron to his face. <laughs> so be le- would be would be less shocked if it was one of those three players. So so the day it was like the day or two after that news broke about the merge, he suddenly has this health crisis and disappears. He's he's taken a leave for I mean it was like a month I think right. Yeah, it was like a month and a month and a half. Like I think the, the U.S. Open was like the next week, and he wasn't at the U.S. Open. He wasn't at whatever other tournament was after that. He was just <laughs> gone. He was MIA for a month, and it's like he went, where, he, yeah, he went to the RBC Canadian Open, and he's then like, I keep seeing these black vans outside my house. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's got a tail everywhere he goes. Dude, I I just thought the whole the whole situation, the whole scenario was 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 fishy, like. But you can't tell me that there's no way. Rory, Rory, I think Rory's lying when he says that he didn't know. I think Tiger's lying when he says he didn't know. Yeah. They have to. They have to save face. You know, Rory, it, it was almost like Rory kind of like changed his whole stance other than the fact that he said he would never play for Liv. Suddenly he's like, I'm anti-Liv, anti-money. And then suddenly he's like, well, expansions could, could be a, a good thing. Yeah, and then but then he like two weeks ago he says I will retire before I ever play live, <laughs> but yeah. you ain't gonna retire when they give you a check for a hundred million dollars just to show up in one event, bud. Yeah, guarantee. Because I mean he's got more money than I mean he could ever need. I'm sure he's approaching a billion, but it's like, I mean if they offer you another hundred million or something, I mean, or like Mbappe over in France getting offered like one point two billion to go play one year to play six months. Like you're an idiot if you don't do that, you know. Yes and no. the The Mbappe thing I understand, but 
Like Messi, Messi was the same thing. Next thing you know, Messi's playing five minutes up the street from my house. Yeah. Like he, yeah. I can, I can literally see his apartment from my house, from from where I am right now. I can see his. I'm, in, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I meant to ask you about that. How's the how's the Messi scene been in Miami? It's gonna be a lot better in about two months. Yeah, I think they're ruining email MLS. If you ask me, but you know, yeah, it's good for MLS. It's good yeah. to have one one big name like Zlatan didn't do much. No, he really didn't. Other than, other than other than take out an entire uh, page in the L.A. Times and say L.A. you're welcome <laughs> when he first showed up, right? But the guy thinks he's Jesus or something. <laughs> listen, congratulations, you're not. Yeah. But the whole sports washing thing is Mbappe was once Messi to listen. If Messi took that money, I think Mbappe would have gone immediately. But since Messi didn't, he didn't want to be the first one to really take the money. Like, yeah, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo took the money. But look yeah. at Ronaldo. He's also almost 40 years old. Yeah. And Mbappe is 20. He's got a long 21. You know, he's I mean, he's going to make 22. he's going to make that billion in the next five years. But it's like he, he will be he, Mbappe will be the richest athlete in 10 years. You can quote me saying that. Yeah. He'll be richer than Michael Jordan. Because I mean, but whoa, that's a big number. You oh, got the, I, I think he might be though. With the, all the Jordan branding, Jordan. he gets a piece from every piece, every every transaction with Jordan. Yeah. I did I, see I, that in the past four years, Jordan's sales have gone from like they were like one point nine billion, just under two, I think, in like twenty eighteen, and last year they were crossing like four and a half, five billion. So I mean. They're growing, and he gets a crazy percentage of that. But oh, absolutely. But think somebody, about it too. I mean, like you're talking Mbappe. Like, I mean, he's gonna be the second coming of Ronaldo, or who you know, he's gonna be probably the best athlete in the world. I think. Think think about it this way. What did what does Mbappe have right now in his career that Jordan never did? A lot of money, and it's not sports related. Social media. Yeah, good point. So think about it. You got a guy from middle of West Virginia sees Mbappe pop up on his phone. Google searches. Google searches gen- reven- reven- generate revenue. Yeah. So then he started piecing it all out. See, back in when Michael Jordan was around, yeah, internet was a new thing. Yeah. Email was a new thing. You, you didn't have Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, you know, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. And more, people, have... more people are going to see Mbappe in the next 10 years over all platforms, sports, internet, than people will have ever seen Jordan in his prime. Yeah. And we kind of had this conversation like two weeks ago, maybe. We were talking about uh, maybe two podcasts Gosh. ago. We were talking about Taylor Gosh. Swift. And I was asking if Taylor Swift is bigger than Elvis at his time and I'm like kind of the same thing. She's got social media on her side. You know, Elvis was had eighteen number ones and was doing all this crazy stuff without TVs for the first half of his career. <laughs> you know, people were having to go see him in person, listen on the radio. Taylor Swift now has got fifty million followers on TikTok. I'm seeing her concerts <laughs> blow up Dude, all that stuff. Every single time I open TikTok I see a Taylor Swift Eras tour concert. That yeah, concert yeah. that concert tour alone is Gonna generate over two or three billion dollars. Yeah. That's just in, that's just in the U.S. That's that's yeah. U.S. dollars. Think about the world. Yeah, 
I, she, I, she's still got a couple months on the U.S. tour, I think. <laughs> it's yeah. going through. When she's coming back. It's yeah, it's going through 2024. I'm like, this chick's gonna make three billion. I mean, herself probably gonna make two billion dollars. Like, Prob- probably so. It's but then again, too. I mean, it's just it's the world that we live in now. Yeah. It's the world. It's you know, it's either you adapt or you get left behind. Yeah. It's. Are you uh? Like, where do you fall on the Swifty scale? You're Swifty? Oh, I love Taylor Swift. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, dude. dude, every person that says they hate Taylor Swift secretly listens to her music. I don't care who you are. This guy. This guy right here. I don't care. You don't have oh come on. But if you if Love Story comes on in a bar, you're singing. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. There it is. Yeah, like there, there it is. Songs? I mean listen, well, it's you might not have a Taylor Swift song on your phone, but like you know the music, you know the words, like well, I mean, I know a lot of words, though, a lot of songs. Doesn't mean I'm a follower of the of all of them, dude. My Somebody playlist. You at work. To the concert, you I turn around and sell it because oh, you can. Oh boy, bro! You know how much money you can make off of a pit ticket to Taylor Swift concert? In all reality, I bought a I bought a Inter Miami ticket two months ago uh-huh. for the game that Messi went to, the first no game. Way. I turned around and sold that ticket for thirteen hundred dollars, and I bought it for thirty bucks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Saudi Arabia. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is this is way before then. I, I just moved here. I was like, my my roommate and I were like, we were going to go to a game. And I was like, well, listen, like, well, pick it for like three months. So yeah. we did. And, you know, July 21st or 23rd, whatever day it was, was like the big day. We sold the tickets like the week before when they were like peak. But like yeah. the like the day of the game, like tickets were like five hundred bucks, which is still awesome. But I mean, I just paid my rent right there with yeah. a game with a single ticket. You're like, dang, why didn't I buy like ten of them things? <laughs> Absolutely. Why didn't I buy ten? Dang, I could be rich by now. All right. Yeah. But well, we're at nine oh six. I know you want to go get some dinner, so I guess we'll... Yeah, I'm sitting outside of the restaurant that I'm going to go to for the last hour. These girls in there are wondering what Max is doing sitting in this truck right now. <laughs> we'll let you go eat. Um, also, i got to use the bathroom really bad, so that's why we're going to... Are you, going to the, are you, are you um, hiding out in the garage right now? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a, i got a small building in the backyard, like a little shed. Are you guys together yeah. right now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Hey Jason, are you the th- are you the third roommate? Yeah. Yeah. So are you married yet or we've not? We've got a little table out in the shed. Dev, obviously I know you're married. Jason, are you, are you married? married? Yeah. I'm engaged. You're engaged. Congratulations. I'm engaged. I'll be married next year. Appreciate it. You're married next year. Who's the unlucky lady? No. Her name's Angela. She goes to the church. Of course she does. I'm the lucky one. <laughs> no, I'm it's lucky one. shocking, shocking that they all go to pits. That we do it around here, baby. We keep it in the house. <laughs> we keep it close, not too close, but we keep it close. Hey, why is... Alright, you can stop recording so you can edit this out. I don't give a shit. Why is reverse... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Alright, well, thank you, Max, for joining us. We'll talk. It was a blast. We'll, talk off we'll there. have you, we'll have it you back. Really good. Well, uh, I played... Uh, we, I had zero things written down for this podcast, and we just BS through 56 minutes. So, 
Awesome. We'll get maybe we'll get Pierce on an episode too, and we'll call you back and we'll we'll talk to all. I would love to go. I would love to just go at Pierce on on a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So just be like, why, why are you why are you so tall and awkward? <laughs> <laughs> Great, but yeah, next time you're next time you're up this way, hit us up. We'll go play some golf. Probably so, won't, but yeah, that's fine. No, I won't. I'm just messing with you. If you ever come home, I mean, you might be moving all over the country. But... Next, next will be California. I've got, I've got, I've got two more moves in me. Then after, dude, I went from North Carolina to Long Island to Miami. Like I have lived every place on the East Coast. I, I don't know. Dude, so there was a job offer in Texas, a job opening in Texas for this 36-hole, 27-short-hole facility. And there, I think this guy's, like, pulling up to me. I was about to say, are you getting pulled over? No. What's going on? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm just on the phone. I don't have any, ser- I don't have any service in my house. I had to come here. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the restaurant in a minute. All right. All right. What up? Yep. Dickhead. He could. He couldn't hold it. He had to go. No, Dev couldn't hold it. That's unfortunate. This guy's making me move. I don't even know where I was. Where was I? Job opening in Texas. Yeah. So do I need to wait? Do I need to wait for Devin? There's Devin. We made a move. Yeah, this guy. This guy made me. What? 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 What a tool. Anyway, this guy might be getting pulled over. Yeah, no, just the security guard. And I really don't want to get into an argument right now because I'm just all argued out today. So there was a job opening in Texas. This yet to be built place. And this 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 place is. God, four hours from the, from the next town. Like, it's in the middle of Oklahoma City, Lubbock, Amarillo, and Dallas. 36 holes, championship-style golf course, private runway 10 minutes away, offering 160 grand to come work there. 160 grand a year in West Texas is like oil money. <laughs> yeah. 100, 150 members it's incredible this place is this place's plan is incredible but it's in the middle of Childress, Texas a town of maybe 400 people <laughs> listen I love my life but if I have to pack up and move to West Texas the first thing I would do is buy a house <laughs> Dude, I've seen some uh, some TikToks and stuff of like three hundred thousand in North Carolina and then three hundred thousand in Texas, and it looks like you're a millionaire. <laughs> like, crazy. Literally. Dude, there's a there's a house right up the street. It's like a it's a one in one one bedroom one bathroom. They're eleven hundred square feet, eight hundred and thirty grand. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. You gotta have that messy money to do that. You gotta have that messy money. By the way, don't put this in your podcast, but messy joined my club. My my You what? We'll go ahead and <laughs> it was a good talk. Right at the one minute mark. We'll edit yeah. that out. We'll talk yeah. about that on the side, but 
thanks again for coming on. We'll definitely we'll definitely have you on another podcast. Shoot the shoot the golf breeze. I think it's pretty absolutely, absolutely, boys, absolutely.